Hello, beautiful humans. You guys are in for a treat today. For real. Our guest today, Jenna Zoe. You might know her as a world leading expert in human design. She's a big reason that human design is as popular as it is now. And we get into that a little bit, but really this conversation just flowed so naturally. And it's all about choosing your beliefs and even how to live with ease, like using ease as a director. And like, we believe life should be so hard, but how can it be easier? Because life is already going to be difficult. So how can we make it easier on ourselves? But really, this conversation is about choosing your beliefs. And she goes into some cool things and it's fun. Like this isn't just like a super serious digging in like this is fun, but it's real. Like there's some laughter. So like um, we were both lit up and you'll hear it at the end of the conversation, just how much fun it was for both of us too. Because um, I talked about my, my beliefs and, she, you know, she talked about her beliefs and she had some new, uh, some new, I guess, a p- paradigm shift in unveiling and releasing of fear and new understanding um, from this conversation. So it was beautiful. Loved it. She's a beautiful soul. I'm excited for you to listen. If you haven't already, please subscribe on Apple so you never miss an episode. Follow on Spotify and leave, like, if you love this episode, if you keep coming back to this podcast week after week, it would mean the world if you left a review on Apple. So whether you, you know, listen on Apple, you have an iPhone, but do it because you want to do it, you know? Like, not just because this is just another channel or podcast telling you subscribe. (laughs) Like, do it because you want to put your energy into something good, like your frequency, your energy into something that should be spread. So thank you so much in advance for leaving that review so other people, it can be recommended to other amazing people like you, searching for the tools and truth that are inside of them, not just because they need to be fixed or, you know, just get motivated. Yeah, that's cool and fun. But really just remember how amazing they are and remember just the truth and of who they are and become who they already are. So whether it's sharing with a friend in that aspect, um, leaving a review, that all helps. So thank you so much in advance. And you just being here is putting the energy into the world. So thank you for spending time with us. And also it's an option to leave a donation if you really love the podcast and you vibe with it. Um, that link is in the description. So if you feel called, there's a PayPal link to support the show in that way. And thank you in advance as well. And the last thing, the last fun announcement I have for you is if you're listening to the episode in the now moment, as soon as it's released, we're about a month away from our amazing retreat in Sedona. And we do have some spots left. So if you feel called to build community with amazing people, like in person, you're ready to get your in-person vibe on, and really uh, dig deep, um, get spiritual, get energetic, get into your subconscious, heal, love, expand, remember your truth, remember who you are in the beauty of Sedona, in this incredible house. We also have a massage therapist coming, which is the first time that we've done this, because in addition to the emotional, the mental, the subconscious work that we're doing, so much of that ties into the physical body. So that's why we have an intuitive body work massage therapist coming. So you can add that into the into the healing work as well. So if that calls to your soul, that link is also in the description. Or you can just go to feeling-free.com. And on my website, you can see all the offerings to work with me or get freebies or just learn more about me. So go to my website. All the links are in the description, in the show notes, feeling-free.com. All right. 
Those are some hella announcements. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into this episode because it is just so good. All right, y'all, buckle up and let's go. Welcome to the Feeling Free Podcast. My name is Ben Harris, also known as the Fear Guy. My job is to help you feel more free in your life with the love and relationships, self-worth, and much more. I'm happy you're here. I love you. I believe in you. Let's break free from fear together. Well, thank you for making the space to just like, it's cool, Jenna, like you have a, it's, I mean, I knew this, but you definitely have like a, I mean, calming yet powerful, soft, like presence, like immediately. And for people who can't see, you know, you're in the Beverly Hills hotel in the robe, freaking chilling, (laughs) the most you. And so just, yeah, thank you for making the space and just for who you be and being here right now. I appreciate it. That's honestly the biggest compliment because every time I see that in myself or someone else reflects it back to me, mm-hmm. I just remember that I was not born this way at all. Like everything that you just said is something that I've cultivated and it just reminds me, it's just such a good reminder that anything else I want to become, I can become because I wanted to be mm. someone who was soft, who was, um, you know, kind of like, uh, how do I put this? Like rooted inside, like, uh, present for want of a better word um being okay just being in my center um that kind of thing and i just definitely wasn't that for most of my life so thank you so much for saying that Mm -hmm. you're so welcome and before we started recording we're actually talking about this so i'm going to ask you since you brought it up because you Mm -hmm. say you didn't come like this yes it's kind of a common saying so i'm curious on top of that is but do you feel that this is really who you are like you're becoming more and more you or what is your perspective on that? So it's really interesting um, that you bring this up now because I recently just realized how much, I mean, my work is all about conditioning and deconditioning from all the ways that we've been told to be. And it's so clear to me, we talk so much about like childhood conditioning, but I think the current, um, your current life is conditioning you as well. Obviously things like social media accentuate that, that kind of conditioning. And we have the power to curate what we take in from social media. But I think, um, because I kind of landed in the, I guess, spiritual industry by accident almost when I started sharing this work, um, there is a cliche about what that should look like and what that, what that kind of person looks like. And so I think I definitely went um, kind of a bit more fluffy and wavy than like more fluffy and wavy than I actually am for quite Mm. a long time. And it's been really good to recover um, this sense of myself, which is the sense of myself that I remember having when I was 16, 17 and to come back to, to that again. So um, I don't, I don't know if that answers your question. I think I, and I do feel like this is much more the me that I was even six months ago. But then again, I, I don't know if that's the real me or if the real me is completely different. Hopefully I'm completely different in 20 years time. And then I look back now and say, oh, that wasn't the, mm. you know, that wasn't the fullest evolution of me. And I hope that I get to say that. <laughs> yeah, I hope that I get to say that. Um, but I do think it's a step in the right direction. So which was, you were asking what I, what I kind of envisaged when I was 18. 
you know, um, I had visions of myself being this, you know, a boss of my own company and like clacking around in heels and being in a corner office and like dressing up all day and all that kind of thing. And, um, you know, I definitely, there was a strength to that. And, a um, I don't want to say masculine energy because that's, I guess a bit misleading, but there was a bit of a, um, self-assuredness to that, that, um, I think got stamped out of me for a really long time after that, because I think you get told that it's much more likable to be, you know, just a bit more, um, not so self-assured, you know, a bit more people pleasing, a bit more, um, you know, overly saccharine and sweet and agreeable. Exactly. And I don't think that, um, that did me any favors. I don't think it does many of us many favors. And so it feels really good to recover just, just being, you know, saying and doing what is naturally occurring to me rather than trying to constantly be overly sweet and overly nice and overly fluffy. That's cool. And it's like, and it's, because what I get from you now, what I feel from you is like, but you're still obviously like sweet, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like, but it's coming from a different place instead of a place of like insecurity and fear It's coming from a place of confidence. Yeah. And it's not like a pre-manufactured sweetness. Like I remember, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I remember, you know, being on the way to see somebody and thinking about the kinds of things I was going to uh, say, or, oh, okay. you know, when you bump into someone randomly and then you you notice that your voice goes super high and you're like, and how are you? Oh my God, it's so good to see. And that ended up giving me, I call it like authenticity hangover. Like when you haven't been, when you haven't acted like your real self, the, the, it just feels so bad afterwards. To me, it does. I just feel like, ugh, I just don't want to do that to myself. And the less you do it, the worse it feels when you do it. So um, it just got to a place where I just can't afford to do this anymore because I feel the, the pain and the, the misalignment of it all um, that, yeah the opposite isn't just having to be this like complete hard ass there is a there is a middle ground where you can just be you and the real you is obviously kind and open-hearted and all those things but it's a real type of open-heartedness rather than a like i said a manufactured one yeah what is what's like the i can't think of it for some reason what's like the worst manufactured sugar (laughs) <laughs> oh like uh asp- aspartame asp- okay so that yeah. was like aspartame and then you're like fruit sugar now yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> it is just it's a different kind of thing because i think we live in a world where it's so like you either have to be this or you're this or if you're not that then you're the opposite and actually there's such a scale and we're all such living contradictions anyway like we don't have to be and I will use it. I'm using sweetness now because we're just, we just used it, but like, we don't have to be a sweet person, you know? And if we are sometimes hard and the case calls for it, then that's great. And sometimes we need to be sweet and the case calls for that. And that's great. We don't have to say I'm either one or the other, you know? And I think that's where I felt trapped a lot of the time is like this need to define myself mm. when we are the full spectrum of humanity, all of us. I love that. What's the quote like to define is to limit. Ooh, I love that. Have you heard that? No. Oh, well, there you go. Yes. I don't know who said it, but the quote, yeah, to define is to limit. Yeah. But the human mind. We have to define. Like defining also isn't inherently bad. Like we need to categorize things. Yeah. Yeah. It just, mm-hmm. um, when it comes to our personality and our sense of who we think we are, that's when it becomes a slight addiction. <laughs> <laughs> just like aspartame. And uh, yeah. back, oof, I know the the foodies and the nutritionists will hopefully 
they'll they'll get that. But anyway, so I was thinking today of like when I was thinking about this conversation, I remembered like well over a year ago, something that caught my eye about you was how you use, so you use your mind for different things than most people do. Meaning, so I'll tell you if that, if it hasn't come up yet. So, so when was this, this was three and a half years ago. So three and a half years ago, I went to Hawaii by myself or two, I don't know, whatever. So I went three years ago, I went to Hawaii and for some reason I listened to a podcast about, you know, how the sun is good for you. Mm -hmm. and you know all the chemicals and shit in sunscreen so I was like you know what I'm just not gonna wear sunscreen and see what happens (laughs) and so so of course um long story short whatever is to my surprise I didn't get like torched for like typically like fair-skinned white American but um I haven't worn sunscreen since and of course like I'm not just like out in the sun all day and I let I'm emotionally or like intuitive feeling into it not like how the sun feels and how i feel and like what you eat determines that all the things but what i'm getting to is you use and even with your eyesight i think too so i'm just like your interesting like influence i think this is a fun way to even start for people who don't think like this so just just go off on where where this started or where was the first thing that you thought of like let me see if i can do this myself or like the influence of your mind or energetics or whatever? Yeah. Um, God, this is my favorite topic. Um, (laughs) so I believe that whatever you believe to be true about the world, the universe will make it so. And a lot of the time, let's say most of the things you believe to be true about the world are you're unaware of because they're just constructs. They, they are, old scaffolding that has been put up over time and you're unaware of the scaffolding. So the big power is to remember that, um, is to unveil the things that you think you believe, you know, and to start to question them, to realize that they aren't set in stone. You know, it isn't right or wrong. It's not true or false that the sun is bad for you. It's all a case by case basis. It's, we are all 7 billion people colliding, living 7 billion different um, subjective realities in one physical place or so we think um but you know ben for all you know you might be the only person here and everyone else is just a character a projection of your own mind i mean you literally might be here completely by yourself right and it's you're just creating this um you know reality around you based on your your thoughts and your beliefs so i think um it's kind of like how we talk about um you know there's collective truths that we all accept are true that's something that we don't question you know if we grew up in a world where we told we were told we could fly everyone would be more likely to start flying right if there was a new piece of research that said it that circulated all over the world our brains would change and so i think mm-hmm. that um you know there's a huge power in understanding that you are the curator not creator only but that you are the yeah. curator and that you can choose whenever you hear something or see something that comes into your sphere oh do i want to believe that though does that feel good to me to believe that not oh this is coming from a place of authority or this person is 
influential on Instagram or this person is a doctor, this person is that. It's like, no matter what the qualification is, no matter what the logic is behind something, like you still get to choose. And I think that's very empowering. And I think that, um, you know, I've been playing a lot with the limits of what I, what I can make reality based on if I choose to believe it. Mm. So, um, I started with like small things like, you know, do I think I can, um, you know, the most believable thing to me, like, do I think I can, um, believe that chocolate is good for me because I actually love to eat it. And I don't want (laughs) to, if I'm eating it and telling myself it's unhealthy for me, that's going to become true. And then I've created this like dichotomy or a chasm between my mind and my body. Right. So why don't I work with myself and say, oh, actually, I'm going to find out all the reasons why I think it's good for me, or I'm going to look for the things that to back that up, or I'm going to tune into what I believe intuitively to be true, right? I'm not going to do anything. I don't want to do anything where I have a negative belief that goes along with it when I'm doing it, because that's just shooting me in the foot. So I want to like give myself good, the opposite way and give myself the momentum to all of my choices, all the things I'm conscious about. Like I want to back that up with the beliefs I'm going to consciously choose to input into them. And I'm going to go slow. I'm not going to believe tomorrow that I can fly, but I'm in a place now where I'm like, oh, of course I think that we can give ourselves fuller lips by just thinking about it, by just intending oh, yeah. I remember that too. Yeah. That was the most recent one, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm very aware that for example, my teeth are not straight and I'm very aware because I've tuned into the fact that I don't yet quite fully believe that I can make them straight with just my mind. Mm. So that is why I currently have to go to get Invisalign for them. And I'm okay with that because it's not, it's beyond the limits of what my mind is currently stretched for whatever reason, because I've seen too much evidence or because I've stuck in that way or whatever. But the fuller lips thing is more believable to me. So then I try that one on and then, you know, it's like a muscle. We build it, we build it, we build it. And I really do think actually it's our responsibility to try to do this more because I think to our kids generation, this is going to be like easy, you know, like that's just going to be like a thing. Like mind is going to be everything. I mean, it already is. We just don't realize it. Um, We only need things that are not the mind when we believe that it's the mind isn't enough. And when you talk about mind, I know you mean different than brain, right? Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Mind is, is the, the, the you that's being thought by something else, you know, by ego, by subconscious, by the divine, you know, it's, it's our job to discern what, what parts of those, what voice it is being thought to us at the moment um but you know i think that's the reason why anything that has worked works is because you believe that it's going to work um in any direction yeah and sometimes the process really helps so like let's say for example if you um don't believe that you can choose a new belief right then you can do a program that's going to teach you how to meditate or to rewire your subconscious or to whatever because maybe you feel more comfortable or maybe it's more believable to you if you've gone through those steps to rewire yourself so a process or an outside thing isn't always bad it's just that hopefully it's a stepping stone where you believe it's possible with a process then eventually you'll believe it's possible without the process and you can just click straight into it the second you decide to, but we're not all there in all areas yet. You know, this is mm-hmm. the very forefront of this, you know, we're very much in our infancy as, as civilized, as a human civilization, I believe. So I do think that's where it's going though. That's dope. What, it, what are your, what is your opinion on affirmations then? I think affirmations again, like everything else, it's like, <laughs> if you feel like, if you feel, I don't think anything quote unquote works or doesn't work. It's like, 
Does it make you feel good? Do you want to believe that it's going to make you feel good? Are you invested in it? Do you have a hundred percent positive um, attitude or feeling towards that thing? Right. So affirmations, I remember there was a time in my life where I didn't think they worked at all because I think, you know, if I felt like I was unworthy and I'd repeat, I feel worthy, I feel worthy, I feel worthy, then it's going to make me feel even more unworthy yes. at the time. Whereas if you choose affirmations that feel kind of like, um, you know, just 10% better than what you felt before. And you're someone who's quite tuned into feeling the effect of that and, you know, um, tuned in enough to your body to notice that there's been like a frequency shift from you saying that, then great, you know, but then to say them blindly, to say them in a not feeling way, to send, to say them like you need them so much to change your life. And there's like a desperate energy. It's, it's all about the energy behind it. Right. So it's never about the thing. I don't think I, I am in a place in my life where I do feel like affirmations now really do work if they're the ones that I choose myself. Interesting. Yeah. So it's so cool to like hear your, like the circling and like the cycles with it. Cause yeah. So, so I'm similar, right. Is like, they could work and they could also be detrimental. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. like what you said, like the frequency, the energy and the intention behind it is like what matters. So long story short, right. Nuance, everything's true, but isn't true. And you can choose based on your situation and both and everything and nothing. Yes. And I think you have to, you have to be smart enough to know like, Oh, is this too much of a jump for me based on where I am right now? Because if it's too much of a jump, if it's creating a dissonance in your energy, it's not going to, it will backfire. Whereas if you just do the tiny step towards it, it will probably be Mm. easier. You have to go at the pace of love. That's cool. Dang. Hey, this is dope. I love it. (laughs) So this is why this is fun is because I knew this was going to happen of just, okay, here's like a rough topic and then it's just going to flow and do its thing exactly how it's supposed to. That's awesome. Um, So kind of, I guess, along the topic is on why I felt called to talk about this with you is because of course I've seen you talk about it and then I've started to notice it within me, which is, I guess kind of surprising to me because back to even the point about what you said of, you know, what you repeat, what you believe is true. So for me, I was grown, I grew up and literally my mom, grandma, teachers, church leaders, friends, parents, like they told me like I was special and different. So I literally, I believed it. And so of course, like if that's my thing, then I believe it and I've, had success from that but Mm. I've come up against recently where it's like if it is it's interesting because when I look back to my childhood it was easy Mm. um and I and I know that's because like I was in alignment you know with me but then certain stories of like people saying like kind of complaining you know their own projection their own stuff which is all fine of why does everything come easy to Ben and then it's like, okay, well, I'll kind of downplay just a little bit, not much, mm. but just a little bit, you know, so it makes them feel more comfortable. Um, yeah. And I've noticed that, that it's, and the most recent example is like, I have a retreat coming up and like, it's been the easiest thing I've ever done as far as like filling it up. But it's like, I feel like resistance, which I know is fear wow. to like having it be easy. Cause everything I've done, like is, um, hard work and hustle and not even in the way of just like grinding, like, yeah, I've grinded, but also just kind of like sheer effort and hours. And I'm fine doing that. It doesn't burn me out too much, but just so you know, so I'm a projector 
And so of course that isn't my thing. Um, but anyway, so to give context for that, the question is, and going back to childhood is like, it felt easy because I was in purpose and I was, I like how you say, and even back into this moment and different moments in my life, using ease as the director. Because yeah. it's so against what we're taught though of mm. like no pain, no gain. And so it's, mm-hmm. and like literally go into the fire, which there again is, could or could not be true based on where you are and who you yeah. are. Yeah. But for you, where did, where did this start? And what is your just philosophy on like, why can life be easy? So that was a lot. So just take it wherever you want. To. Yeah. Oh, and this is my other favorite topic. Um, so I think that life is, and I, I have such a big disclaimer to this one because it's not, again, it's not this spiritual fluffy, like, Oh, let's just kind of breeze through life. And it's not, it's not that it's just that life is obviously, um, challenging and transformative enough. Mm-hmm. But as human beings, I think we have an addiction to making it much more difficult than it needs to be. And we are much more comfortable with the narrative of things are tough and drama and difficulty than we are with, oh, it's actually, I can make it a lot easier on myself if I follow my natural inclinations, right? Because when I say ease is the director, what I mean is, if you do the things that are easy for you and I do the things that are easy for me, there's a reason why they're made easy for you because the universe wants you to do them. That's what it's trying to show you where to go. And the same with me. So when we're both doing, when we're all following what's easy for us, we're honoring our unique design, our unique blueprint, the direction that we're meant to go in. And then everybody functions better together, right? So you're also doing uh, the highest service to others, right? So, when I say, you know, using ease, it's just don't make things more difficult on ourselves. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, anytime you read an interview with a successful person or someone gets complimented mm-hmm. on their success, everybody says, I work so hard. Yep. Everyone. Everybody says, it. and it's almost like we, mm-hmm. we feel like we can't say it's been a freaking joy to get here. And I absolutely mm-hmm. love it, you know, love but, and we need more people who get to the top who, who feel like they're okay to say that because <sighs> that's what makes everyone else feel like, Oh, maybe I could have that too. But instead it's like, you know, what you're doing is when you, what you did as a kid, like I just shrunk a tiny bit more to feel comfortable or to not invite people to think badly of me or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, actually when you get yourself out of the way, we are just a, a reflection of the human experience. Like it isn't about me having made it like, um, made it to my dreams in an easy way doesn't say anything about your ability or inability to do it it just means that this is a pot this is a potential for all of us to experience if we choose it if we remember we can choose it and so I just want more people talking about like it can be easy and it doesn't mean challenge free it just means mm-hmm. like you follow the peace of your spirit rather than holding on to the heavy and hard narrative to, to make yourself feel worthy. And the thing is the ego loves the heavy and hard narrative. Why? Because it means if I worked hard here, what's the implication behind that? I worked hard means you can't get there either. Or like it made me special. Well, that's what yes. made me get to the success that differentiated me from all of you. So actually the ease thing is a, is actually a level. It's like a leveler, right? Because it's like, Oh, but I didn't get here because I struggled or I hustled or I came from a really hard background or da 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 da. That's like all these things that I had to overcome. The ego is going to love to say that, right? 
Whereas actually like, oh no, hold on a second. Like, it's not about me. It's about the, the fact that the divine built me a certain way before I came here. And I just did my duty to freaking follow that. And I devoted myself to all the things that, all the gifts that I was given. And I'm just a devotee to those things. And I just took, did my role and put one foot in front of the other in terms of serving those gifts and allowing those gifts to come out of me, not because they're me, but because they're given to me. I'm the, I'm the host of them in this lifetime. Mm. And that's just what my role is, you know, and then things start to fall into place. You know, what's funny, Jenna, as you were saying that I realized I want it to be easy. My ego also wants it to be easy. So I can like hold that as a trophy though, too. Oh, interesting. Which is interesting because I'm like, look, you guys did it the hard way. I did it the easy way. Wow. I mean, again, like, God, it's the mind can... (laughs) There's so many different, and this is why it's like so expansive to hear different people's experience with words, with energies, with discussions. Mm-hmm. Like it can, it can all be true. Obviously right now, you know, everyone's trying to be like this side, that side, everything yes. black and white and everything's on. If you, if you don't agree with me, you're the opposite. And it's like, I mean, there's so much space for misunderstanding, mis- different projection, different, we all have a different relationship to words themselves. We all have a different way that we digest like energetics in the room and i mean it's it's really <laughs> just like it's so subjective to the point that we don't even that we don't even know but i think you're right it's like um you know i never thought about that someone could someone <laughs> ego be loving the easing you know mm-hmm. but of course like to me it's it is interesting because i do just similar to you because it would be so cool though to be like look this can be easy like yeah. again, yes, there are of course challenges, but like we've talked about, mm. life is going to present those anyway. Yeah. So it's yeah, make it e- making it easier on ourselves. Yeah. It really is so fascinating. Mm. What is how? What is recent? I'm curious, like with a recent experience for yourself of like coming up with resistance against that. Against letting it be easy. Yes. Um. Let me think about this. I I think I'm pretty I'm pretty soft on myself with it all, but I think um, I'm in the middle of the biggest project of my life so far, and I'm almost at the end of it. Mm. And I do notice the temptation to talk about it with the people that are close to me, to say, "Oh, it's been so much," or "I've written uh... this much," you know. And actually, I'm like. I don't need to say that. Like I'm trying to say that to get the, again, it's the ego trying to get the, wow. Oh my God. Oh, that's amazing. And actually like, is that the story that I want to tell or, or do I want to tell the story of like, I'm so happy that I'm doing this. I'm so, I feel so privileged that I get to, you know, live my freaking purpose. And of course, Mm. and again, this is another place where it's not easy. It's not easy to, confront your biggest fear of like, okay, this is going to hopefully expose me in a much bigger way. And am I ready for that? And, you know, to be as disciplined to show up for your um, craft and your artistry every single day, like there's so much resistance that's going to come up for that. So again, like the stories that I'm going to choose to tell around that, I just don't want them to, to be another thing that's going to, you know, weigh me down. So it's more that, like, I've noticed a lot, the temptation of being like, oh, you know, and oh God, I can't wait until this is out. I'm like, what do you mean? Can't wait until this is out. Like, just enjoy it. You know, don't, don't tell that, don't tell those heavy and hard stories. That's cool. And again, this goes back to like the simplicity, like make, 
It's, it really is both because it's not easy, but like yeah. that is easy. Like it really is simple. Yeah. So it's interesting. And you talked about when this big thing, you know, is coming out. What is like the timeline on that? So this is another thing is that I don't, <laughs> I don't plan. I don't, I, I've learned so much with, I mean, everything I've done, you know, it's always going to be later than my impatient mind wants it to come out <laughs> that always. Yeah. And I'm extremely impatient and I want everything done. Yes. Yeah. Like I want to be done yesterday. So I've had to give myself a lot of grace with that, especially when it comes to my spiritual growth, because I want to be there, 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 there. And I've really just had to accept like, there's always going to be more and you have to enjoy the process, not just the destination. Um, that was the hardest. I think that's one of the hardest things I've ever had. I've probably had to learn, but you know, when I, um, did my, uh, when I built my own human design software, I thought that was going to take, wait, did wait? So you like, did you code it or when you had some, you worked to, no, I worked with, I worked with a, with okay, a coder okay. and an astrophysicist. Cause, yeah. Cause it's good. Like it's, thank I you. Mean, I know, you know, but like, you got to hear like compared to everything, no, like, hear it. like it's just easy. You know, it's interesting. Like in conversations with friends or like new straight, like I've recently moved. And so you know, when people ask what I do, blah, 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 it gets into an interesting conversation. And usually like human design mm -hmm. comes up and it's interesting to see like what people will use to suggest. And so it's cool when people, like I noticed when they use your website and software, wow. it is just different. Yeah. It just looks clean. Thank you. Um, so that started again. I wanted to, funny enough, it started with me wanting to buy one of the existing bigger softwares two years ago now. And because I thought that would be the easiest way. And I, I, it was my understanding that that was the only way to get software on my website. I wanted people to look up their design and then on the same website, be able to buy the courses and learn more about it and go more in depth or book a reading with one of my readers. I wanted it to all be under one roof, very easy and streamlined and beautiful and easy to understand and more information than is given in most other um, websites. And, um, that was like a six month thing of negotiation and they didn't want to sell to me. They gave mm. me a crazy price. It was based on, um, actually a lot of the, it was based on a lot of the attention that I brought to them and a lot of things that I was sending to them my way. Every time I did a podcast. There, uh... So they were projecting they projected <laughs> 10 minutes. It would be worth 10 million in 10 years. And I thought, mm. so they wanted 10 million upfront for something that wasn't anyway, long story short, instead of trying to force, that outcome from happening a year and three months later, it ends up completely unplanned. And I didn't know that's where I was going. And that's where life was pushing me towards that. I ended up creating my own with a coder who also happened to be an astrophysicist who then realized that, um, a lot of the um, calculations in the uh, existing uh, previous software, in the pre-existing software was incorrect because mm. to try to map the planetary retrogrades and there's, there was glitches in the, the coding rules and the, um, the, what do they call it? The logic. Um, so, you know, life was, was directing me, but I could have literally worked against that direction if I was being so impatient. Uh -huh. so now with this thing, I wanted it to be out last September. I started it in quarantine when it first started. And I was like, if we get it out by September, can we get it out by September? I want it to be out by September. <laughs> like, this, 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 this. 
And then realizing that, oh my gosh, the version that would have been out by September is not even, doesn't even hold a candle to how it looks now. And I'm so happy that it's going to be so much more uh, comprehensive and beautiful and amazing and, you know, serve people in such a deeper way and be such a proud representative of like my life's work, basically. So I'm just, I'm just cool with letting, again, letting my creations create themselves rather than me enforce uh, like false timelines on them that limits them that's cool so there was so i think someone right who's hearing this conversation it's or someone who's questioning this you know using ease as your director it's to question like well jenna you like that literally you are being directed but it was difficult for you to surrender to that yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so hard for me to surrender to that because we always think we're in charge um but actually if you even just crack it open by five percent you know if you say maybe this delay is not you know the worst thing in the world and is it gonna matter if it's out in two months time or six months time ultimately you know if i really care about this and i see the value in it like what's the difference you know um having said all that i am i'm very close to the end of it but you know there's many many times where my brain just wants it to be done and gets frustrated and impatient. Mm -hmm. And then I start to tell my story that, you know, everyone else who's involved is, you know, not getting it, or maybe it's not a priority to them, or maybe this, maybe that, just because I want to keep telling the story of like, it should be out sooner rather than be like, I'm ultimately the one that's going to hold it up. It's my energy, right? It's mm -hmm. the story that I tell. It's my, my reality that I'm creating. Am I going to let my ego try to, whatever reality I choose, my ego is going to try and reaffirm it, right? So then I'm aware like, oh, they're not just doing this fast enough or they don't care or, you know, get head up on this person not replying to me for three days when actually like, is that ultimately the thing that's going to, is that the thing that's really happening or am I just, you know, scared of it being out, for example? That's, that's what's really going on there, you know? Or um, is it just that time, is it sometimes just, you know, it needs more time because like, that's the beauty of the process of creation. And I need to just get excited about the fact that I get two more months to write and design and, you know, all these things that are actually the fun part. Mm. Have you read The Surrender Experiment? No, but I read his um, other book. Um, Untethered Soul. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, The Surrender Experiment is, it's, yeah, I mean, he basically starts off as like a 17 year old dropout hippie and then he dedicates himself to literally to surrendering to everything and you know becomes the ceo of of the like a software company you know just by literally just like anything that comes up to him of like people wanting to use the land and like how is he going to get the money for this land and like all the different things of like it all built and so to me yeah it's just interesting like even going back to that because it it's it's just interesting but they, that book is fun because it does take more of like like an adventure approach to it mm. instead of like suffer and surrender yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's more it's he it's more fun but of course he still talks about struggle with it so yeah. i want to go back to you mentioned your fear welcome this is you know my favorite thing <laughs> so when it's so you said you have a fear of it coming out yeah, I definitely think, I mean, there's so many fears wrapped around anytime I think we try to step into the bigger version of ourselves. Um, and yeah, I, I, um, I just really realized like, you know, 
um, what what will be and this is again where my mind is is tripping me up instead of just being um accepting and allowing of the fact that this is what's this is what life is moving me towards and i don't have to know and i don't have to be in charge and i don't have to control what it looks like and how it ends up and assign all these imaginary outcomes to how what's going to happen when it's out um it's just happening you know and but I get afraid when I think I need to know how it's going to look and like, oh my God, and I'm assuming it's going to be this way and I'm assuming it's going to be that way. And every time I do that, my blinders are going on more and more in my mind and that's limiting me and that's why I don't feel good. When I, I believe anytime we don't feel good is because when we're not thinking right or doing right in a, a way that it's in alignment. So the, yeah. the not feeling good is the sign. It's the, it's the way the universe is saying, honey, you're doing something that's off whack here, you know? So the best way to get you back in is to make you not feel good about it. You know, when you feel good, it's like the, the green lights. It's like, keep going. You're on the right path. So you can test it from a moment to moment basis. Like if something feels, if you're thinking something and it doesn't feel good, oh, there's, there you go. It's the immediate gauge. Um, but yes, I, I do think it's, I think it's especially terrifying um, for a woman mm. and I think everybody, but I think it's especially terrifying for a woman um, to uh to entertain this idea of being um you know successful in a career way sort of thing because you know there's um it just hasn't been done enough i i definitely didn't see it in my family i grew up in a family where every woman her her survival was ensured on being married into married to a, a wealthy guy or a guy who worked hard or whatever the story is. Um, and so for me, that's just a very unfamiliar, it's just very unfamiliar ground. And so of course the part of me that wants to protect me is like, sometimes going to have a freak out, but I have to sit down with that. <laughs> you know, then I just sit down with that side and I say, why is it that you're afraid? What do you think is going to happen? Like, what is it that what's the association that you're making here that I can't see? Because then I can sit down with you and I can, I can reassure you and I can nurture you and I give you the words that you need to hear. And then, and then you'll, you'll be, you know, the fear will be allayed again. Um, so it's always a nice, com it's always a nice opportunity to have that chat with yourself when the fear does come up. It's like, Oh, how can I be even more loving to myself? Um, today. I love that. Can I offer you something? Yeah, please. <laughs> so my question would be like, are you already not successful? No. You don't think you are? No. Yes, I am. Oh, okay. Okay. It's, um, it's just a whole different level. Yeah. So I imagine I get the feeling, right. It's like, Ooh, you know, it, it's big. Um, but with this, like, I mean, yeah, you're definitely successful. Like when you launched that first thing, I imagine it was like, like, I don't even know your life before, you know, that happened, but I imagine it was also very different in comparison to now. Yeah. Extremely. So what is the difference from then until now? Cause you were probably scared of like being successful then as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And there is no difference. There is no difference. Um, zero actually um did you notice how your body language changed yeah completely that's beautiful it's so beautiful and actually it's funny that you say that because one of the things that i was using to help myself be okay with it was like 
you know, this isn't the biggest thing you'll ever do. Imagine when you look back in, in 10 years time and you've done five other things, this won't seem, it's like comparatively, it's the biggest thing I've ever done, yes. but it's not the biggest thing in the entire world either. I you know what I mean? That. So like to give it context and to put it into, mm -hmm. you'll do many of these things. And just each time it's just a braver step. And that's just part of what life is. And it's these kind of, when we learn to speak to ourselves like this, I think that's the cool part. It's like when you can have this conversation with yourself and, and say what you want, would want, like your, you know, guardian angel to tell, to tell you, you can say that to yourself. Mm. I love that for you. What is it? What does it mean to be successful? Not like your definition of success, but what, what accompanies success to you? What do you mean by what accompanies it? So like what comes with success? Oh, um, well, for me specifically, I always, even when I was super young, I knew I wanted to do something that was like world changing. Yeah. Like I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Um, and I was obsessed with like consumer brands, you know, like a brand that affects a lot of people. You know, I was like obsessed with that kind of stuff, even in a small way, if it, if it, has a lot of impact. So I think, you know, a large impact is something that I would associate with success. Um, a transformation for the, for the good, you know, for the better, helping create some kind of shift. Um, but in my own life, you know, then it's the opposite. Sometimes it's negative, right? It's like, mm -hmm. it's intimidating. It's um, unrelatable. It's not desirable for a man, you know? Okay, so what do you mean? Better. So you said undesirable for a man, like a partner? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, Is that's it? What I've had to deal with. No, not necessarily, but it's, it's definitely something that I, that I believed mm. and, and still that, you know, even if you're quote unquote free of a belief, I, it definitely <laughs> is a ugly head from time to time still. I understand. It does. Mm-hmm. It still drips and drabs in. And especially when you're tired, when you're underslept, <laughs> when you're feeling sorry for yourself, that's when, that's the time when I'm like, okay, just whatever's coming in today, just do not believe it. Just don't even entertain it because it's not going to mm -hmm. be nice. So when I first got here a few days ago, um, I was dealing with 13 hour jet lag, 13 yeah. hour time difference jet lag. And it screwed me for three days. <laughs> and so those three days, obviously the conversation in my mind was completely different than it is today. But now I at least know, okay, just don't believe what's going to come in. But the, those same, it's like those, your tendency towards whatever your old beliefs are is always going to be when you're kind of like weak and vulnerable, emotionally, mentally, physically, there's, there's, that's going to be the same voice that comes in. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so I feel like now I know it though. And I'm, I've sat with it enough times. I'm like, oh, hey friend, mm -hmm. I know you're going to tell me that it's not desirable you know what i mean or you're going to tell me that's going to alienate me or it's going to make people abandon you that's so is that, what it comes down to is that the deepest part of it because you said unrelatable so to other people that so it makes you unrelatable yeah i and think it it's it's it will cause them and to go one step further it will it will make people abandon me yeah so that's the um that's the one that comes up but it feels really good to know it so well and be so clear on what that mechanism is that when I, when it comes up, I know I have the choice not to believe it. You know, mm -hmm. it's not that the story doesn't still come up. It's just that I know how to, I, I'm, I'm fully aware of what that is rather than being completely at the control of it. Cause I'm not aware of what it is. Um, and I think that's the big gift is like, Oh, because abandonment, 
that's what you're afraid of the most. And so that's why this is coming up. And that's why, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to seem so real in your head because the ego is a great spin doctor. But mm -hmm. again, you just don't have to believe the spin doctor. Mm. So what does that look like for you? Do you just say, don't believe it? Depends on the day. <laughs> um, sometimes I'm like, don't, you know, you're talking shit, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm aware of the fact that there are lots of people who have now kind of built up a bank of people who are evidence to me that being successful doesn't make them abandoned. Right. And I actively uh, seek out those, those kinds of people to just disprove the story when it comes up in my mind as I try to, whenever the story comes up, I try to, I figure out what's the way to disprove this. Right. So sometimes it's like looking to other examples or this is not, this is not true ego. This is not true fear. Um, other times it's like, universe even if i'm not going to say it like for example i can't say like oh fear makes um i don't know success makes me more lovable like i don't believe that but i can say universe and i pray and i say universe mm. please help me to believe mm. that you know um being successful will actually um serve so many people and make me even more me which is the most lovable version of me you know like i i get myself i just seg towards it i just ask for the belief mm. i don't try to believe it straight away you know what i mean so it's always about like how far can i stretch myself today am i feeling too sensitive do i feel quite resilient and strong do i feel like i'm believing of the best in me or am i not believing the best in me today in which case we need to take things a little more slow um i kind of always i'm just taking inventory of where i'm at and how how much i can tweak it that day you know and then other times i'm like i just cannot have this conversation because i'm stretched to the max so like fear i will sit down with you tomorrow but just please i'm gonna park you for today you know <laughs> oh easy i yeah. love that so um i usually don't ask these types of questions with guests on my podcast i feel really comfortable with, with you do you care if i still ask yeah okay cool and just to make sure because it's like it's not like, hey, come on my podcast and let me just ask you the most <laughs> personal questions, you know? Um, well, it's interesting because my sister's an actress and she said that, um, you know, they always teach them an acting class. I, sorry, I don't want to no, go ahead. Before, but it's really interesting. She said it to me recently where a lot of times when you're acting, you know, you think to not make it personal to make it more relatable. But what the acting coach has always told her is like, make it more person as more as personal as you can make it, because that's actually, that's where the universality of all of us lies. So for me, I'm quite comfortable talking about a lot of this because I know it isn't specific to me. Mm. It's part of what we're all experiencing. So why would I not open up? Like it's, it's nothing about me. There's nothing. It's not, it's not about me. It's about humans and it's about souls. Like, Mm -hmm. let's let's rip it open you know <laughs> that's true and it's yeah yeah this is funny um so do you so what is and again i don't know your background but when you say like abandonment is that like a childhood thing is it like a past life thing is it both is it adult what is it um i used to think it was a past life thing and someone an astrologer told my mom I was like always crying as a kid and an astrologer told my mom, you know, you need to just keep telling her you're never going to leave her. And mm. the way my mom tells the story is that then it went away. And my mom's not super into this stuff either. So that was believable to me, but I do have memories of, um, 
clutching and these memories have only come up recently again I think mm -hmm. memory comes up when you're ready to kind of see mm -hmm. it um, and I have these old memories come up of you know my dad going to work and me clutching onto his neck and not wanting to let go mm -hmm. um, you know and feeling like our oh, work was more important than being with us and that was the yeah. that was my interpretation of what was going on um, and so I think that has really uh, you know had some uh level of influence in terms of how i feel about work versus love men and women mm. uh, you know the role of a woman every time a woman has been bold in my family there's been a divorce oh. um, every time a woman has you know uh, sacrificed she has quote unquote survived i come from a very patriarchal family mm -hmm. think about um downton abbey you know, I don't know if you've ever seen that show. Very old-fashioned. I, I haven't seen it, but I know what it is. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's a very old-fashioned English patriarchal family on my father's side of the, of the family. Um, and so there, there's just been a lot of, you know, the opposite of what I am uh, have now found myself creating <laughs> in yeah. my own life. That's cool. So... So, so you said your interpretation, what was your inter interpretation of your dad leaving? Oh, the work was more interesting or more important mm. than being with, you know, just being with us. I just never wanted him to leave, you know? Mm. And I remember punishing him. It's so funny. Kids are we're so clever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember punishing him. He would lean down to kind of kiss us uh. goodbye and he'd have a beard. And I'd say, rough, papa, rough, like push him away. Use the kind of rough beard as an excuse to not kiss me. But that was like my way of like, um, how do I do this? Um, uh, creating a boundary or creating space, uh, distancing myself from, from the love because then that would make you feel more safe to not feel rejected. So mm -hmm. that's also been a pattern of mine in a relationship is like definitely become someone who creates distance when I feel um, like there's even a possibility, forget when I feel rejected, when there's even a possibility of rejection. And then work also comes into that because to me, that's a masculine thing to do. Or that's something that men used to do. Mm -hmm. But then I use it as a way of protecting myself because I run into my work. If there's a possibility of rejection in my personal life. And I don't just mean my love relationship, but you know, friendships, family, everything. Mm. Um, I know that's a lot of information. No, I love it. Like, it trust me, this is like, Ooh, you know, this is, <laughs> I love it so much. Like, thank you for sharing for real. Um, and it's cool. Cause like you are so aware, of course, like doesn't surprise me one bit of like you're aware of all of these things you know and like you said like the memories are like naturally coming up when you're ready for them yeah um and what is what is the feeling like when you were talking about that with your dad i feel like that's pretty significant so i'm gonna stick yeah with that one what is the feeling in your body oh it's just being so small and powerless mm. yeah it's, it's not being at the reins of your, your unhappiness, right? Like if somebody leaves you, you don't have control over that. You, you can't, it's like someone can take away your happiness mm. without you even knowing it's coming. It's like you get sidelined, you know, okay, I'm leaving now. What? What do you mean? How do I, you know, when you're a kid, you don't know 9am is time for the office or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it just comes out of the blue. You're like, 
it's, it's like a sidelining. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it definitely makes you feel like, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fear for sure. Mm -hmm. So if you were to fill in the blank successful, when I'm successful, I'll be blank. What, what's the first word that comes in? Alone. Mm. Yeah. And this is interesting because it, I guess this is a different, this is a way that the success or the level I'm at now is different than the one I'm going to go into next is because this one is a still safe one. Do you know what I mean? This is like a, an acceptable. You're still, re you're still relatable right now. Well, it's like, it's like an acceptable level. Mm -hmm. my family it's not even about to the outside world the outside world is is, is a different <laughs> thing it's more to the family you know mm. um because so, they're so much more successful than me i mean yeah so That's, you'll be alone from family i'll be alone in general mm. i'll be alone in general but the the what's acceptable the ex quote-unquote acceptable level of success is to do with family more than cool people. so when you said that what was that feeling like in your body the alone. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like, I feel like a wall that's crumbling. It's like the structure just crumbles. It's like, <laughs> I don't know if it's, I know this is on audio, but I feel like it's like this. It's like, like you're like, falling, like what? it's deadening. What was that? It's deadening. Ooh, deadening. Yeah. As opposed to expansive, it's like contractive. It's like mm -hmm. taking the life out of you. Yeah. So I know you know this, right? But is just to like say it out loud. So is that true that if you are successful, you'll be alone? No, it isn't. But there's still a, there's still a part of me that believes that. <laughs> so yeah, is it helpful to you to believe that? Oh my God, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you could, this is interesting. So if you could go into like little Jenna, like this is really cool. It's like very visceral oh. for me too. Like I'm like thinking of you hugging your dad with a beard oh. and it's actually emotional for me because that's like, cause I want to do obviously like provide for my family, you know? And so it's like, of course, like, and I can't wait to have a daughter. Like I have connection. I know there's someone or multiple that that's like that connection for me. Yeah. So if you could go back to that version of you, like, what would you like literally program? Cause I know like literally, right. Cause you believe in that. So what we just talked about, yeah. if you could literally like instill that, like, doo -doo -doo -doo, like, what would you have her believe? About the, about the, um, him going to the office or just being powerless and yeah, I'm going to the office. Oh, the powerless thing. And oh God, wow. That's a big one. God, I've never thought about that before. This is actually really life-changing because I think it's just, a, and I don't want to say something glib, like you always had the power yourself or whatever. <laughs> I think it's just like, I actually, what I genuinely would have said is like, when you are a kid, there are other people who control your day and control your life. Like, but that doesn't have, that's just a factor of being a child. The fact that someone else has to mind you and they're not you. So they're never going to do as good of a job of recognizing your needs and your feelings as you ever are, but you're going to get older and you're going to be able to do that for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's actually, I'm so happy that you prompted me to think this because this is really like, yeah, that's mind opening. That's really, really mind opening. That really makes a difference to me because it's like, of course, you don't feel like 
the same level of autonomy when you're a child. And that really pained me. Mm. That was a specific pain point for me because of all this. But that's not the reality anymore. Yep. Wow. Ben. <laughs> that was great. Well, good. And look how easy that was. Easy, right? Easy. We're all talking about that. And <laughs> the same thing with success. What would you believe that like? Because you didn't see everything. Like I've imagined you've had conversations with women in your family that they've held back and they've yeah. stayed quiet. They've felt silenced, right? Yeah. So I imagine they're, whether it's silently or whatever, like cheering you on, what do you want to believe instead of if I'm successful, I'll be alone? Because that's really heavy. Yeah. It's, um, I actually think that uh, they, as it happens, you know, they all had a different path and a different calling to, to mine. Like my mom, for example, all she's ever wanted since she was a child was to be a mother and to be married, you know? So for me to think that that was wrong of her, wrong for me, same for me, any of that stuff is, is incorrect. Um, but specifically about the success thing is that, you know, I think that when we are all living our design, when we're all being who we came here to be, that is, we are going to be successful, right? Cause we're going to be able to serve more people. And actually when you, I, I, believe if what I, if, if I'm, if I get to success by sharing more love for want of a better word in the world, um, then I'm only going to get the same back. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I have told myself that many times of, you know, your, you, your previous experience of thinking that you are not going to be, um, are going to be alone is only because of my ability to be a complete ice queen, you know, <laughs> and it actually has nothing to do with, finances or any of these other dumb things that we make up it's like am I going to open my heart to the world in which case I'm going to bring in so much more love and if I'm going to insist on closing myself down and rejecting people before they can reject me and distancing myself before yeah. they can reject me and all those things then of course I'm going to continue to feel alone and then that's going to reaffirm that belief in me but that has nothing to do with um it has nothing to do with the reality of, of the situation. And this is where, you know, really what to take it back to, that's why the compliment you gave me in the beginning is means so much to me because working on softening, mm. but also not in a, in a, in an artificial way, but just softening right into my openness has been the biggest work of my lifetime because I have been felt more love than I ever have by everybody in my life. That's cool. So yeah, you probably don't want to lose that. That makes sense. Yeah. But at the same time, I realized I created that. They probably have, my parents have probably loved me the same way all the time, but I just feel it more since I opened up more and since I'm more vocal and more loving and all the things that I want. Um, so that's what it comes down to. So that's cool. So I feel like I have a word that the feeling that I get from you, but what is, so I mean, you're already successful now, right? But to stay on the theme of when I'm successful, I will be blank. What is it now? I just, it's, it's like, it doesn't, I haven't even, I can't even assign something to it mm. because now that we've cleared it, I don't know. And I'm happy not knowing, you know, like so cool. when I'm successful, I'll just be the same me, but just serving more people, which is what I always wanted. <laughs> yeah. And for you, what I feel is loved 
and so be oh, loved. And yeah. Because I think that's really what you want. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because that's whatever, again, why Everything. we're even doing this is for you and because it's, you know, universal. It's so universal. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It really is. And, you know, we really are just the same deep down. Like we all want to belong. We all want to feel like we're valid. We want to feel like we're worthy. Okay. Okay. It takes on a different costume and it, you know, again, we'll convince ourselves that our stuff is just our stuff, but it isn't, you know, and I hope that everyone who's listening can <laughs> relate to some piece of what I said and, and see, Oh, that's showing up in my life with a different, you know, instead of a dad, it's to my mom or it's to my whatever. Um, but I know this isn't, it's not specific to me at all, you know? And I think that no matter how um, great our lives become on the outside, it's still the same. Like I love when, I'm sure you know that Oprah, you know, used to say, no matter who was the guest on my show, they'd always ask me afterwards if it was Tom Cruise or Beyonce. Yeah. And they're like, was that okay? Like, did I do an okay job? Like every, she said, bar none, everybody asks that question. So. Which is crazy. Yeah. But not at the same time. Yeah. Well, because we're just humans. I think sometimes we, and this is another thing I've had to be really, you know, I had this real process with this thing where it's like, do I really want to do this or do I want to do this to feel like I'm untouchable, or indestructible, or I'll be more lovable or I'll be more um, valid or I'll be more anything. Like, so then people want won't want to leave you because then you are more of those things. Exactly. Or do I, or, and somehow like, you know, because society values people who are um, more financially successful or more famous or more infamous or more beautiful or more thin or more anything than it does other people. It's like this ronging that we do, right? So it's like, I really had to go through a process with this, you know, halfway through when I was feeling really blocked and started to feel resentful of the process. Mm. I really had to say there's a part of me that wants to do this because it's my soul's essence, but there's also a part of me that wants to do this for the wrong reasons. Uh And in order to really Mm, only shop the way I want to, which means giving with the purest intentions. That to me is like my ultimate thing that I try to do all the time. I have to clean the part of me that wants to do it because I think it's going to make me more this, more that, da, 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 da. And that's the part that, you know, is going to, um, that's the part that requires my attention is all the wrong thinking that's kind of mixed in with the right thinking. It's again, it's not one or the other. It's there's both voices in there. And I really had to, um, say to myself you know what if you're going to do this for the wrong reasons people are going to feel it you're not going to feel better you're going to feel worse Mm. if you're going to do this for the wrong reasons you're going to feel trapped by what you create if you do this for the wrong reasons it's not going to lead you to where you're going to go if you're going to do this for the wrong reasons um you're going to actually bring people down do you want to be doing that you know Mm. if you're doing this for the wrong reasons you're just going to be affirming the paradigm the very paradigm that you're trying to (laughs) down yeah you know, you're really going to work against yourself. So again, this is a beautiful opportunity for your fears, your ego, your whatever, your, your, your not self, as we say, mm-hmm. to die. And let's, let's really put her to bed here. Let's really, not forever, not fully, but just this part of her, like she's coming up now. Let's sit mm-hmm. with her and, and really like allay her and, and soothe her and make her realize she doesn't need to be here. Mm. I love that. So one of my last questions for you is, because yeah, the not self, right? Mm. Um, because when you mentioned like soothe her, love her and lay her down, who, what, what comes to heart of like, who are you laying down in this moment? Oh, um, 
just all the parts of me that are not source, God, divine. I really, my, my sort of the belief that all my other beliefs are, are built on is that we come here to be like the divine. So all the qualities that we assign to God, source, divine is what we are and what we, this is the achievement in our lifetime is we come here to be all the things that magnanimous, open-hearted, giving, loving, big, um, all knowing, all seeing, um, forgiving, non-reactive, all those things. And so mm-hmm. any part of me that is not those things, I think, becoming all those things is not about trying to become those things. It's more putting like shedding all the stuff that a lot of our time. Hold on, Jenna, you like you froze for like 15, 20 seconds. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was so after, I that, yeah, oh, go, where did I oh, start? Go ahead. Oh, it was, it, um, that I realized that that's the, that's the work that everything else is going to have to be built on is like, if I give, if I give this stuff a lot of our time when it does come up, not all the time, just when it arises in my life, if I sit with it and stop everything and, and, and really kind of tend to it, then everything else will, will come into place. So it's like when I notice all the, the parts of me that want to be undivine, those are the parts that I'm putting to rest. Mm. That's cool. I love that. What else yeah. on your heart do you feel called to share right now? You know, that I'm talking about this, what, what was coming up before you even asked me that question is, mm-hmm. is um, the first thing that got me into spirituality was Kabbalah, actually. Mm. And there's, there's so much of um, what I believe is built on my resonance with that school of wisdom. And, and that, I think, is what we all, we all come here not knowing that we are God. And then we have to finish by remembering that we are. And so again, going easy on yourself when you are not those things is not to hate on yourself because there's nothing, you know, we were saying universality of this, like everything that you dislike about yourself is not you. Everything that is good in you that terrifies you is also not you. Mm. You're just a, you're just the steward of it all in this lifetime. And your duty is to like feed the good parts. And so that at the end of your life and you go back up to source and source says, you know, did you do a good job? You want to say, yes, I was you. I, I did all the things that I was a, I, I showed up as you in this life as much as I could. And um, I think that that's what we, that's what we all want at the end of the day. Dang. I love that. Be more like God. Oof. This is, well, this was fun. Like, I know I didn't like, I didn't have any expectations, but it, it's still so like, this was fun and it blew the yeah. expectations that I didn't have out of the water. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I mean, I thought we were going to talk about human design. It, we, it barely came up. So, but this was really cool. Yeah. But speaking of that human design, you got to, you know, do all the fun, like podcasty, salesy, you know, plug yourself and all that. Cause I already <laughs> did, but le- legit like, yeah. So all the things like, so, uh, about seven, eight years ago, I discovered a sleepy system called human design. Sleepy um, system. <laughs> it was, it was totally, uh, what'd you call it? It was not, it's not sleepy. What is it? What is it when a volcano is, um, dormant, 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 a dormant system, um, called human design. And it took over my entire life. I was in a food and I was in the food industry beforehand and I started doing it on the side. I started doing readings of people on the side and, um, eventually my side hustle became more successful than my daytime day job so then I was like okay I need to pay attention to this mm-hmm. one thing just led to another and now um I have 
the software online that gives you the most information for free than any other software and the most accurate. I train people to read the system. I have my own in-house readers who you can book a reading with. I have um, videos of me describing any different part of your human design to you that is kind of like a reading with me. And you can put all those videos together and get up to eight to 10 hours of just me and you talking about your specific. Just so you know, Jenna, my mom loved those. She did? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I feel like it's extra It's extra special for some reason in my mind when someone of those older generations enjoys them because mm-hmm. I think we're all so much more like hip to this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we're more spoiled because it's in our waters. But when it serves someone who, you know, that wasn't the um, environment of the line of country that they grew up in, it's, I think it's extra special. And it speaks highly to your mom too, you know, because this is not, you know, we can get frustrated with our parents about like, why are they not getting this? And why are they not shadow this and that? It's like, well, they didn't grow up. I mean, that just wasn't their, that's not their generation's role, you know, um, on the whole. Um, so yeah. And it's all just at myhumandesign.com. And, um, what I wanted was for it to just be a one-stop shop for everything you need to know about who you are, who your friends are, who your people are, your loved ones, how to operate in the world, how to make, how to live as you came here to live rather than who you got told to be and what would make you successful. Ooh, will you say that last part again? Which part? <laughs> Literally the last sentence. Oh, the, you get to be the person that you came here to be rather than who you were told to be. Yeah. And there was a little something else in there, but that was basically the gist. That was really good. Yeah. I think it's so powerful. We, we all have our own. It's almost like your energy functions in a way that is completely different. We're living in this society where the collectively accepted reality is as one way to be X, Y, Z. And we have to follow this person's that. And we have to have a morning routine and we have to have this guru that tells us the 10 secrets of success or whatever. And yours are completely different than everybody else's. If you came with a manual and knew how to operate your manual, your system, your energy system um, correctly, then you would experience more flow. And that to me is what human design offers is a, is a, is a customized manual to how you operate. So then, you know, you're going to not come up against as many obstacles. You're going to make your job a lot easier. You're going to get to where you want to go with more flow, more speed, um, you know, less efforting because you're going to be you. So the universe doesn't need to send you those obstacles to redirect you all the time. Mm, I love that. And so for sure, like, Actually, I want to tell you this story because this would be even cool for you to know too. Um, so when, so last February, so February 2020 is when I first found out about human design. And then long story short, later in October of 20 or September of 2020, I launched, I launched my first course instead of just working with one-on-one people. And it was about money, like the fear that comes in with money. I mean, fear is everything in, mm-hmm. in everything and anything. But I was, it didn't go well as as I thought, right? As I expected to go. But as as I was directed, very much so in this instance, I was like, okay, I'm just going to Google how to do business as a projector. Wow. And so, because it is so different. And, yeah. and, uh, so long story short, like through Google and through that search, I found a spiritual mentor that she used to do human design. It's kind of her thing, but not so much anymore. And so through that, it just like unlocked so many different things. So even just through that little thing, and that's a very even projectory thing. 
yeah to have that experience so it's very meta that's so cool i love that i love that you googled it i don't i don't think i've ever googled that like (laughs) oh that's a good idea (laughs) (laughs) i love it um well jenna this was been yeah this has been truly like a treasure and i appreciate you um for showing up in all the ways just being yeah being is being you yeah showing up sharing all the things and i know you like you feel that but truly like and I know so many people yeah, listening appreciate it too. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I, it's so funny. I feel like you're doing me like it's, it's, it's almost selfish to come and do podcasts with people like you because mm-hmm. to talk about these things again and again, like it is con- like, it's reconditioning myself the way I want to feel about <laughs> things. When we say things out loud and we talk yeah. about things, it's like, it's so helpful, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm, I feel so positive now. I feel so good. I feel so grounded. I feel, you know, even more than I was like, okay, you caught me on a good day. So that's great. Like I was already feeling good, but it's just such a pleasure to talk about these things. And, you know, these aspects, these, these themes that I think have the capacity to like change all of us for the better, the way that we want to be. It's like, is there anything better? No, maybe, but I'm, <laughs> we're biased but thank you all that's to say thank you so much for having me and i appreciate this this has been one of the most fun conversations that i've probably ever this has maybe been my favorite conversation and we didn't even talk about what i do for a living specifically yeah. so. which even is i think yeah fun right because it's just now it's naturally like well this is just you like human design is very surface and it's like mm-hmm. for as far as like the entry to you yeah um yeah so it's like if i don't know if i'm listening i get i'm biased but i would be even more interested now that's really fascinating and that just further serves to confirm you know the number one question that i get when people ask about what's my purpose is this a good job for me is this not a good job for me it isn't about the job it's does the job allow you and are you allowing yourself is it a good funnel for your essence to come through to do you know what I mean? So uh, if I was selling paper clips or if I was doing human uh, design, okay, maybe paper clips, like maybe actually I could talk about them in quite an innovative <laughs> way or do whatever it is that I do with human design. But mm-hmm. the skill behind it is the thing that's the, that's the work, you know? So it isn't about when people say like, Oh, like how do I, I you know, um, for example, like I've looked at other people and thought, Oh, I want to, I, I really like what this person's doing. Maybe I should do this, but what they're doing, it isn't about what they're doing. It's about their essence, something in there mm-hmm. that I, that I want. Um, so if, if my other, if any other thing that I was doing was allowing me to speak and communicate and break down a complicated system in a clear way that's easy for people to understand, that would be me still living my design. It isn't about me doing human design. So I love that you say that it is, it's an entry point into the person. And it's always that that we connect to rather than like the thing or not the thing. Dang. Well, that's, yeah. Compliments forever. We can thank, go on. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. This was such a pleasure. And I hope that, um, you know, everybody who's listening, I actually can feel, I can feel mm. like the listeners, yep. even though they're not here yet at this moment in time with us, the day we're recording this, I feel that mm. they're here already. And I feel like we're just, you know, I can hear the aha. I can hear that. Mm. That's me too. Like, that's also what oh. gives me confidence. Like we're all in this together, you know? I love that. I feel it too. Just, just to special confirm. <laughs> okay. Right. Thank you, Jenna. We appreciate you. Thank you, Ben. Thanks so much. All right, y'all. That does it for us. Make sure you go learn more about human design at myhumandesign.com. 
that link is in the description as well. All the fun things, anything you want to find about, find out about me and Jenna, go to the links in the description to find all those goodies. Follow Jenna at Jenna Zoe. And I appreciate you being here right now in this moment. Um, like for real, I just want to recognize you, whether you're here or you've been here a while, for whatever reason you're listening to this outro, you taking the time to invest in yourself like this is rare. So please just give yourself a pat on the back, but more than a pat on the back, just like feel it. Appreciate yourself. You're incredible. For real, I love you. I believe in you. Feel that from me. Feel my love that I can just, ooh, and like what Jenna felt too of just the magic that just happened during this episode, during this conversation that you are contributing to by listening and um, yeah, like recycling and reliving this energy and putting it out into the world. So we thank you. We appreciate you. And I will talk to you soon, my friend.